This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Welcome to Criminality, the podcast where we love talking about those things that our reality celebrities get themselves into, the conundrums they find themselves into. So much so that this week, Rebecca, we are going to do a Where Are They Now? Also, Rebecca, how are you? That went way no, no. very quickly. I apologize. They go together because <laughs> my answer is almost because of what we're about to do. I'm great because... I'm very excited to do this episode, honestly. It was such a good idea. It was yours. No, no, no. It was yours way was. a while ago. And I just brought it back up. Absolutely. This was yours. Well, that doesn't even ago. make sense Five because we didn't have ago. enough episodes. Anyway, you reasonably brought it to the timeline at an appropriate time and said, hey, we've had 30 episodes. <laughs> we've been on a year. Let's do a Where Are They Now? And these people we've talked about just can't stay away from the drama. And we've got some good updates. So I'm great. I'm excited. I'm a little tired. I bought a desk today. It was the whole thing. You sound like, what is that Matt Damon movie? We bought, we bought a zoo. <laughs> it, the Rebecca Sebastian it is story. Kind I bought of a desk this, today. Like my little mini New York City version. Cause like buying a desk and getting it into an apartment is like no small thing. And oh, I didn't yeah. really run it by anyone in my family. Like I've got one kid homesick, obviously. Well, I didn't tell my husband I had a full workload and I just said, I need a bigger desk. I'm going to go get one. And uh, yeah. yeah, like five hours later, I'm sitting here at it, thrilled with my decisions, just a little weary, but otherwise so happy to be here. I am so glad you're here. I uh, can't wait to watch your coming movie. That's probably going to be on Disney plus. Mm -hmm. I can imagine uh, with that title. Very cool. I'm very excited about this episode as well, because I'm not going to say we're magical, but every time we release one of these episodes within a few days, there's breaking, breaking news about news. the person, right? Like we're putting yeah, it into the it, universe. It was getting like weird. It was uncanny. We're trying to break whatever butterfly <laughs> effect that we've been having um, now. And that's basically yeah. what this episode is. This is just an episode to really help us get whatever juju out that we've <laughs> we've brought upon ourselves. And these celebrities, we're starting to affect their lives. I'm I know. Kind of Maybe when we them. start a Patreon, if we start a Patreon, it should be like um, like manifestations for celebrities. Mm -hmm. And it's like, we're going to talk about what we want for, and we'll name a celebrity, and then we'll wait and see if it happens. <laughs> there, oh, that's vision board material right yes. there, Rebecca. Oh my gosh. I love it. It's such a full circle. Okay, it's settled. It is absolutely <laughs> So excited. So speaking of one of the very first episodes where we talked about vision boards, um, our first episode here on this this here podcast was yeah. about Mike Sorrentino. Mike yes. Sorrentino and the internal revenue situation. More than a year ago, Rebecca. It's crazy. I can't believe it. And how is he doing? He's doing well. So before... Right before, we, I remember we talked about this when we were getting ready to record. We hoped they would have their baby. Of course, they didn't have it right then, but they did have their little baby. Do you remember what the baby's name is? 
Oh my gosh. I follow him on our criminality yeah. Instagram. It's very. What's it start with? R. Rocco. Close. The end letter and the second letter are the same. There's two letters. R-O blank okay. blank O. It's not Rocco? Mm-mm. Rico. No, those are different. No. Rolo. <laughs> Yes, it's Rolo. They had a son named Rolo. Who Little Snickers is for, coming soon. <laughs> <laughs> Baby Kit Kat, just twins. <laughs> so That's adorable, actually. Girls, Kit and Cat, someone do it. Right? Um, so Baby Romeo was born in May oh, of my 20. How could I forget that? Oh, I, I really, so but my late. clue was just like this Italian thing. And I don't even think that makes any sense for what you were doing. Honestly, Rocco was a great guest, but I can't believe I forgot Romeo. Okay, Rolo yes, was a better one. Adorable. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Baby Romeo, he is so cute. He is so cute. So cute. But if you remember, Mike was in all this trouble with the IRS and he was still doing community service when we're, whenever we recorded last time, right? That's right. We talked about him being a new dad and like and still being having. sleep deprived and having to do that. And just what a nightmare for everybody. Totally. So by the time Romeo was four months old, though, he posted on social media that he had completed his 500 hours of community service and he was in, uh, a free man. And he also included one of my favorite Mike-isms, which is the comeback is better than the setback, which is like his go-to yes. for everything. Yes, it's a good one. It's a really good one. And I'm really happy to hear that. Yeah. Here's the thing. 11 days later, <laughs> the situation oh, no. is back in a situation, but it's not it's not his fault. So on September 21st, 2021, Mike calls the police after his brother Maximo comes to the house unannounced. So remember, Maximo is the one that he had that altercation with. Yeah. Um, years before in their uh was it a tanning salon i think it was their tanning salon yeah Sounds the boca right. tanning club and yeah. uh so they had gotten into an altercation then so anyway i guess his brother has had um issues with drugs and mental illness so he came over unannounced he ended up calling the police nobody in the family really has any sort of relationship with him they've kind of all cut ties which makes it a sad situation he was bringing According to him, he was bringing Mike and baby Rolo matching track suits, <laughs> which is like it's, so cute. It's so, so cute. It also doesn't get any more quintessential, quintessentially, yeah, him. Like you're automatically like, yeah, I believe it. No, totally. That's exactly what he was there doing. There would be no other reason for him to come. And if he were to come not empty handed, that's the only thing he could be bringing. Exactly. <laughs> So um, he decided not to press charges, but he just basically said, my brother, he showed up like at eight o'clock or 830. He said he put his baby down at eight and was like, he just was knocking on the door, ringing the doorbell. And he was just called the police there. And so I guess I don't think there's anything really going on with it, but yeah, that was I mean, kind of the only thing that happened. Yeah. He came in peace. I come bearing. Well, I think he came in peace in like 30 minutes of banging on the door and acting erratic. So I, I get I'd why he's excited had to, call to share it. those too. But. <laughs> uh, no, that's yeah, I, I get it. Uh, yeah. Protocol, but um, but that's good. I'm glad it and you know, nothing too serious. Nothing's happened, happened since then. So we're September, we're six months out. Oh my gosh, let's knock on everything. Let's also don't let me say that ever again because before we even release it, something will happen. 
I promise I will never forget Romeo's name now that we've had this conversation. I'll forget a lot of other things, but I won't forget Mm -hmm. that. Well, good job on that update. And you had dates and stuff. I didn't do that. So (laughs) mine are a little more casual, most of them. So let's go to episode two, which was called Kim Kardashian. I love Paris in the ring time. Um, there's not much there, really. She's not in the news that much. Um, Mm-mm, you nothing's know, happened. not posting, there's no shows, no dating or divorce drama. So yeah, I guess Mm-mm. we can move on. <laughs> um, no, KK is very much in the news as she always is, but right now it feels pretty peak. So yeah. I think we talked about at the end of that episode, if we wondered if they would stay together or not, because we <sighs> talked about. Because they were together. There were rumors ago. around it. But, but there they... was there were rumors. Mm-hmm. So we I think we touched on that. But um we talked about a scene in the season that this incident with Kim and her Parisian, you know, that robbery at oh, the, yeah. ho- the hotel slash residence happened. And it's when Kanye flew into Paris from New York because he didn't like what she was wearing and didn't feel like she was dressing the way she should, the way like an right. A-lister should be dressing. And I, I remember, I don't remember exactly what we said, but we had this conversation just like, can you imagine your husband caring that much? Mm-hmm. But I think it was a bigger thing than that. And he's so controlling. And mm-hmm. I think of their home, the interior, like had to be this very specific vision. He's like a minimalist. Everything's like white and concrete. It was just, it's a cool house, but it didn't look like the house of a family with four kids running around. Right. Um, it didn't look like a home. It didn't look like a home. It looked like a museum gal. It mm-hmm. looked like a gallery, more like mm-hmm. a gallery. I just always wondered like where Kim's vision was in their vision. But anyway, so we obviously know that they've split up and it's just been actually really sad. I honestly mm-hmm. just feel a lot for her. In the beginning, when Kanye was kind of going off the rails publicly on social media, she was really defending him and talking about very openly about the struggles of being married to somebody with bipolar, which we know he is because he has told everybody that. And then it's just gotten so ugly and he's posting allegedly, unless they're completely doctored text messages between the Mm -hmm. two of them. Pete Davidson is involved because I mean, could you imagine a year ago, Pete Davidson would be in the conversation, Melissa around Kim Kardashian? (sighs) No. I mean, these are things there are just some things we can't predict. There's a lot we can, but not that. No, I do think maybe we should make predictions at the end of episodes now. Like I predict this is going to happen next because something keeps happening. Bad idea. I, I don't want to put that in the universe. That sounds, yeah. yeah, that sounds like <laughs> we'll either look really stupid or it will come true. And like, I don't know if I want that either. Like, yeah, um, that's true. It, it depends what it is. Um, that's, yeah, so yeah. Pete Davidson is in the mix. And then, you know, just the Kardashian Brood is getting their Hulu show. Machine is the right word. Uh, The Hulu show is coming and like that's completely incomprehensible to me that they like gave up keeping up with the Kardashians and now they're going to be on a Hulu show. It's like what is going to be the difference? I am kind of curious, but. Oh, of course. And Courtney with Travis Barker. So they're both kind of dating these these like public personas that are like weirdos, but beloved weirdos and just sort of out of the norm for them, I would say. Yeah. So it's just been interesting to watch, but there's a lot there. And I think she passed the baby bar. She did. Kim. I yeah. I love that it's called the baby bar. Me it's too. It's just a baby adorable. Rolo. A baby Rolo bar. Baby bar. 
baby Snickers bar. There you go. Man, this episode, I will be getting a Reese's after this. Are there, um, is there any, so oh, yeah. ahead, sorry. There's no, that's it. I literally don't have any like specific headline. It's just, there's yeah. been, it's just been them in the news. And I, I, I hate to say this. I don't want this to be a vision or a prediction. I feel like we're watching a tragedy in slow motion mm -hmm. with Kanye yeah. West. I am honestly deeply concerned. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, for sure. No, I agree. It's uh, it's all very sad. Not entertaining in the way you want things to be entertaining. Not in the hot mess no. way. In the scary, scary. You do worry. Like you would not want to predict anything that could happen next because it just doesn't seem like it's heading in a positive way. But maybe mm -hmm. who knows? We haven't heard from him in a while, so maybe he's getting help. You know, I hope so. Well, he got yeah. kicked off a couple platforms for you know threats and and the like. So maybe that's As like some good self reflection time. I did enjoy when North accidentally or not accidentally, but without permission, went live in her house. I love her so on much. TikTok. I do mm -hmm. too. That was thrilling, actually. Um, because what, what do the Kardashians put out that is unprompted, spontaneous, not filtered, not planned, not part of a content plan, like? It was pretty brilliant. So I, I have big high hopes for for North. <laughs> yeah. If you ever, I don't know if you follow, um, is it Nori's Black Book? Yes. The, yeah. So I'm brilliant. obsessed with it. Yeah. Oh she's my so gosh. funny. And it's true. Like North has such an attitude and just, she just is not into all the machine of the Kardashians and just mm -hmm. puts Kim in her place. I love one video I saw of Norris when she was saying, uh, Mom, why do you use that voice whenever you record or something about? I know. <laughs> oh, roasted. It's so I mean, good. Just, it, it really is so comforting because all our kids do that. All our kids mm -hmm. call us out and just humble totally. us in ways we just are not prepared to be. And it's just so nice knowing like stars, they really are just like us. They are totally roasted <laughs> by their kids. <laughs> exactly. Okay, so, so yeah. up next, uh, we have Anna Nicole Smith, How Not to Marry a Millionaire. Nothing yeah. really new in that world. She is not around anymore, as you know from your Bahamas trip where you saw her gravesite, right? Kind of drove by Yeah, it. in fact, the taxi driver pointed it out. It's 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 a uh, like a tourist thing. Like, I think that's part of his script, you know? Yeah. Interesting. I believe it. Mm -hmm. I believe it. Yeah. So um, in January of this year, though, Netflix said they would be shooting a documentary about Anna Nicole's life. So we have that mm. to look forward to. And I think it's going to focus on um, some things, how we looked at celebrities back whenever she started, because, you know, with all of the Britney Spears, all of the you yes. know, all of that and how celebrities, especially women, were treated um, in interviews and stuff like that. So I think it I, I think it could be pretty interesting. But remember from that episode, Prince Von Anhalt, I don't remember how to say his name. He claimed yes. he could be the father of Danny Lynn, but also like possibly tried to adopt Anna Nicole. Remember, it was something I don't remember enough, but I know that about that guy. That's okay. he's connected. So he was actually on that show adults adopting adults that got canceled on A&E. And I saw something that said it got canceled for low ratings. I don't think so. There was something else because yeah. that but show. Wait, that completely jives with everything we now know about that show, which is that the other guy you talked about was a complete like deviant creep weirdo creep. Mm -hmm. And this guy doesn't sound much better, frankly. No. So what I remember. Yeah. He actually adopted a kid on there because I feel like something with the will he has from 
Jaja Gabor or whichever Gabor sister I do not remember right now. I wrote Jaja <laughs> and I saw another thing that says Jaja. I will give my resources because I do. <laughs> I did see Jaja yeah. on this. Um, anyway, she, um, part of him getting the inheritance or something, he had to have an heir. So he needed to adopt someone or have a child of his own. So he did actually adopt somebody before even going on this show, but they presented it like he hadn't adopted them yet. But he mm. apparently now wants to reverse that because, of course, he does because he is just Prince von Anhalt or whatever his name is. Yeah. He's, he's a lot. And like, I can't believe we're still seeing him around, to be completely honest. I am. Yeah, that is super weird. A weird connection to that new show that was like here and then poof gone. Right. But I'm very excited about that documentary because I do feel like she was one of those stars whose stories got handled like in such a disrespectful way. And Absolutely. The, the sh even her own show was kind of just like not like didn't portray her in the best light. Like I hope someone like handles her story with more care like you mm -hmm. did in that episode. And I would love to see that documentary. Me too. I like, I saw something with her ex Larry Burkhead and her daughter, Danny Lynn, and just seeing her daughter, it was just, I don't know. It was, she just seems to be such a sweet girl and that's like mm. not an easy age and not, no. I can't imagine that's easy having and not having memories of your mom and all of that. So yeah, I, I think I'm glad it's coming out in 2022 and not 2002. Yes. <laughs> Amen. Oh my gosh. It's like a new day for, for these kind of stories. Totally. Okay, well, let's move on to the next one, which was episode four, The Crimes and Passions of Tinsley Mortimer. Oh, Tins. Oh, Tins. Um, my first housewife story. So not much for Tinsley in terms of being in the news, which I think is great for her. I think there's right. not been a lot of periods of time in her life where she wasn't actively seeking out press. I don't know if you remember her story, but uh, her family loved being in the the paper and the gossip oh, column yeah. and she loved the socialite thing and her first husband's family really didn't um but i will say you know by extension there is news around real housewives of new york which i'm sure yes i don't know if we've talked about this yes but this announcement about this two cast roni situation yeah which i'm very excited to hear what you think and i want to hear what our listeners think so there's going to be a new real housewives of new york cast and there's going to be some like OG Roni with mm -hmm. some of the originals and from what I read they're looking at like the real original originals but they're also looking at season 13 people but now I can't remember if that's for the it must be for the OGs and that includes Tinsley her name is in the list of like past cast members who could be brought back so is Dorinda Dorinda's like actively campaigning for it of course <laughs> um Tinsley Jill Zarin, of course, um, Bethany, her name is in there. I don't know how yeah. much she's really in that conversation herself. What do you think of this dual New York cast? Because I have it's a thought about it. Right? It's it, the it idea that they have two going. One is just OG. It's kind of like they're trying to get back to OG housewives, but like where people who should be canceled aren't being canceled because now they're going to be on their own little island. So there's nobody to cancel them. That's how I kind of thought. You know well, what I mean? What like, I'm wondering because I can't figure out why they would do that otherwise. Like, people really enjoy them, but they also don't want to see them 
have to face the consequences of things they say, I guess. I don't know. Like, right. But Ramona would be canceled in any other world. Right. So, but they're not. So it's like they're recognizing that Ramona is problematic and can't be on the Real Housewives of New York cast anymore with like other people for fear of like, who knows what. So let's put her on this other ship. Like they're not willing to actually just pull the plug on her and they're going to create this whole alternative cast so that they can sort of, it feels like they're just trying to appease two audiences. Absolutely. And I I think it's a really, I think it's a really bad move. I'm not saying I won't watch. I'm not saying I'm not a little bit excited about it. I miss Ramona and Sonia like they do or I don't miss them yet. Like we still just had her. I don't yeah. miss Ramona. I, I would miss Sonia. I would miss Luann. I just I don't think you can have your cake and eat it, too. And I feel like that's what Bravo's trying to do. And I think yeah. they're going to get killed for not coming down harder on on this issue. So, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I think everybody wants Real Housewives of New York to still be around. Like cutting that in general doesn't seem like a good idea, but I oh, think you'd have to absolutely not. Absolutely get rid of everybody. But you're right, it's it's having your cake and eating it too cuz there's no there's no world that we should see Ramona on television again. No, and there's also no world where a great cast of compelling women in New York City for the house a new cast can't exist. It's like impossible. Mhm. I, I just, I'm so confused by it. Um, yeah, it, it'll be, I, I will say whenever I heard that Real Housewives of Salt Lake City was a thing, I was like, that doesn't make any sense. And then they proved me wrong. Yeah. So we'll see. You never know uh, with yeah. them, but I don't want to see Jill Zarin full time on anything. I will go to my grave saying that I, she is just a lot to me. I don't know. And I know people, oh, one yeah. person, our friend Paula, who likes her and says she's a perfectly lovely, lovely person. And yeah. I'm sure she is, but. Not interested. I want, um, if we're going to get people back, I want uh, Simon and what's her face. But I really just want Simon. Bring Simon back. Okay. (laughs) Just Simon. Simon and let's make it. Yeah. I mean, anyone can identify as a housewife, right? Even me. Mm -hmm. I wonder, how about this? I mean, New York City is a big city. Yeah. What if it was, what if we started venturing out to other Burrows. I know they were in Brooklyn and that was like such a scandal. It's like, give me Huge. a break. Brooklyn is cool mm-hmm. now. Like it's fine. Mm-hmm. Or we could even break this down by neighborhood. We could have the Real Housewives of the Upper East Side. If you mm-hmm. want to keep your Sonia Morgans, we could have a, the Real Housewives of Greenwich Village or downtown Manhattan or what? I, I don't know. It's, it's a big city. I'm just saying. Right. That's one way to do it. Like the, uh, Beverly Hills and Orange County, they're not exactly yeah. the same city, but they're very proximate. So I'm just throwing ideas out there. Bravo. I like it. I like it. I mean, we could do Orlando. We could do South Orlando. We could do... Nobody's right. asking for any of the... Rebecca, I would never watch that show. I would never watch that show. <laughs> I would if you were on it. Um, I'll just throw Queens in the borough. Real Housewives of Queens. Hi, I know someone. I know a few someones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so yeah. So, nothing for Tins. But um, I think for her, no news is good news. And for sure. I would love to see her back. I would love to see her back. Me too. She's one, uh, you don't know what you've got till it's gone. And once she was Absolutely. gone, I, I miss her and I miss Dale yeah. so much. So much. Okay. I enjoyed that. Glad nothing's going on with Tinsley. And now we are at Bigamy Love, the story of the housewives. Oh, I know and there must be something here. Yes. In November of 2021, just 
Seven months after we recorded this, the Sister Wives world was rocked when one Christine Brown made an announcement on Instagram with a sunset background that she had left Cody Brown. Symbolic, the sunset. And all the angels rejoiced. People, Mm -hmm. we are just, it's thrilling. The Sister Wives world has never been happier. It's pure chaos. No one knows what they're going to do with her land on Coyote Pass. Well, do they have to sell it? Is he going to bring another wife on? Who knows? No we one knows. Know. And he's melting down in real time. It's it's fascinating to watch. I will say, like, this is one of the more interesting seasons. Um, he is a monster. Um, and Christine is a goddess. She's truly the yeah. best. And TLC even gave her her own, um, like, web web exclusive show called Cooking with Just Christine. Oh, I love that. I love that. That must feel amazing after being a sister wife for so many years to be one of this group Mm -hmm. always combined in this like larger entity. Just Christine. I know. And they she referred to herself as basement wife because she was literally for the longest time the one living in the basement. Right. We had a little basement wife conversation. Mm -hmm. And the good for nothing wife. We can still be That's good for nothing wives. Right. We got to, um, these are, I'm writing these down for merch. Okay. Good for nothing wife. Good for nothing um, wife. And the kids, like how old were their kids and did they go right. with one or the other? Are they grown? So, okay. So she's living in Utah now. Most of her, um, Aspen lives in Utah. I think McKelty lives in Utah. So she has grandkids there now. Payton oh lives gosh. in Utah and she moved truly to um, Utah. So truly is like 14, maybe 13, 14, something around that. And so they live in Utah. So I don't know what the custody arrangement or anything is for that. But if you want to learn how to make carrot cake, Christine's omelets, or white lasagna, do I have a show for you? I so I'm thrilled want for her. I to learn Me that, either. but I am so happy for her. I want to eat all of them. Yeah. Um, that's so cool. I love it. I'm very glad um, they're doing that. And I hope she gets, I would love a Christine dating spinoff show, even though those are like notoriously terrible on TLC, she's never dated. That was it for her. Yeah, like she met right. him, married him. And so he decided that he didn't want to be intimate in her, with her anymore. He told her that. And that's what she said. I'm out of here. He just said, we're not going to have that Did he say that to her privately, anymore. not on the he show? did. Okay. Yeah, Good. he did. But she definitely brought it up on the show. But then she well, that's asked him point blank. Right. He said no. And she's like, I'm out of here. I'm done. Good for her. I know because Mary, listeners uh, that watch the show know Mary, they have not had an intimate marriage in 10 years and she is still there. And he like tells her this isn't going anywhere and she's still there and nobody understands why. And which floor is she on? She was first. She was the OG. But then Mm. she and him divorced so he could marry Robin. It was a whole thing with COVID this year and how he never would see the other wives. He would only stay with Robin. It was must-see TV, Rebecca. I could have gotten you in this year. I should have gotten you in this year. You can still watch. Oh, yeah. There's always time. I mean, don't underestimate. I, I believe you in you. You can underestimate you can me, but <laughs> someday I will. But um, nobody's Robin. That's It's all no. coming back to me, remember? Mm-hmm. She's nobody's Robin. She's nobody's Robin. Well, that's uh, that's that was a big one. That was a that really was. big upset in that world. Or maybe it wasn't an upset. It sounds like people have really rallied around her. Absolutely. Good. Well... I'm not sure about our next person in terms of rallying around. It's Tom and Erica Girardi, a pretty big mess. The mess continues. There are some updates here. This story 
I think has only gotten more interesting in light of Jen Shaw's story on Real Housewives of Salt Lake City, because now the two are being compared, even though they are not apples to apples. I think probably way too much about this, but I think about this a lot. Um, (laughs) A couple quick updates. Their $8 million home in Pasadena went into foreclosure. They were not able to sell it. The latest estimation of Tom's debts are $517 million. Honestly, if I gave you 10 years, could you spend $517 million? I, mean, I would sure try. Uh, yeah. But I mean, no. Again, but no, I don't need I don't to underestimate so. you. But unless you're just buying property after property after property. Like, how were they spending that kind of money? It doesn't it I think doesn't these compute. are, these must be like incurred interest on some loans because this is, this is okay. an astounding amount of money. I don't really because I wasn't researching like it was a real episode. I didn't really get into the weeds, but yeah. I saw that in, a, in many places and was just gobsmacked. So what I also know is that Erica was absolved of the lawsuit against both of them. She's been removed from the okay. primary lawsuit, which originated in Chicago by the law firm, but it could be refiled in California. And I had a little conversation with um, our friends at Allegedly Bravo about that a while back when it happened. And they said the likelihood of it is is very, very high. Like California will absolutely sue her. So I think she's got a short reprieve. Respite? Listen, that's a word I've read and never said out loud. So you're doing I think good. that's what just happened to me. <laughs> I can literally picture it. But I think she'll be back in the hot seat. But you know, she continues to Erica, like Erica's gonna Erica. I mean, her social media has not toned down. We know she's filming the next season, which comes out not too long from now. I can't really? remember when. Um, not super soon. I can't remember. No, they're still filming. No, I'm thinking of another show okay. that I'm going to tell you about. But um, she's definitely in the season. She definitely needs the money. I mean, so I guess this is getting a little bit into another show, but there's all these comparisons being made that Andy was easier on Jen Shaw than he was on on Erica. And I wondered what your perspective was because their roles are not the same. Erica is the housewife. So she did get the scrutiny, even though it was Tom's alleged uh, lawsuits. And remember, those were not criminal charges. They were abhorrent Mm. because victims were impacted, but they weren't criminally charged by a federal government or by law enforcement. Jen Shaw was. So that's a big difference. And considering that, that she was the primary Jen, this is alleged uh, doer of a crime, committer of a crime. It does seem like he didn't go in as hard on her. Am I wrong? No, I think I, I'm, I see what you're saying for sure. I wonder if it's because like, it's gotta be fragile ground where her attorneys are telling her, Hey, you don't need to do this show. And, um, this isn't good. Who's? And they can, uh, um, sorry. Um, Jen's Jen's attorneys oh, okay. are probably saying this to her and yeah. Andy's saying, we want you on the show. Obviously she's good for yeah. ratings. Um, and, and they're not going to go in as hard on her because what other reason is there? Not that they couldn't do that with Erica, but Erica is saying that Tom possibly could have done these things, but she didn't know. Right. So she's just saying she didn't know about things he could have done. That's a little right. bit different, I think, than yeah. her. It is. And she's saying she did not do it. She had and nothing to do with it. She's not taking 
any um, blame for anything. But it's weird that that he didn't because I thought that dis- um, the whole reunion was kind of disappointing. It was just kind of like she came off likable, and she does I mean, that sometimes. Towards the t- towards the end of that season, we were texting about it. Like, what is happening, and why are we finding Jen Shaw somewhat, you know, likable? And yeah. That was really weird. I do think in Beverly Hills, so few of the women had a storyline. Erica's story completely drove Mm. that season. Whereas aside from Jen Shaw's stuff, there was a lot going on in Salt Lake City. That was like a through line and it was a big part. But there was enough drama and fighting that had nothing to do with her. By the end of the season, she was like secondary to whatever was going on with them, which was even hard to figure out. But... So that's a big difference too, but it has been really interesting to kind of compare those. But back to Erica for a minute, I did also read that she and uh, Kathy Hilton are not speaking. She accused Kathy of using a slur when speaking to her staff. I don't know if it's Kathy's staff or Erica's, but I'm going to guess Kathy's because I don't know how much staff Erica has left. But um, I don't know. Kathy's denying it, but they're in a little bit of a fight. And now I'm curious when that is coming out because I think they just filmed the reunion. So I'll definitely be tuning into the new season, of course. Oh, of course. And yeah, I, I don't know how things are all going to shake out with Erica. I read that she's behind on her rent, but it didn't look like a super trustworthy source. So yeah, I didn't include it. And yet here I am saying it. <laughs> so I, I, I don't know. It doesn't look great. I think she has a big uphill battle still ahead of her. I give her credit for for getting up every day and posting on Instagram, I guess. I don't know. I I, I might be spending my time differently, but those are, those are the Tom and Erica. I assume Tom's just withering away in a, in a home. I mean, man, with a conservator, his brother, it's, it's sad. It's really sad. Yeah. Well, he, he created this mess. That's the hard thing. Cause you see him in the state he's in and it's like, (laughs) I know as a human, you feel bad for him, but then you're like, Oh my gosh, you're also a monster. Yeah. Two things can be true at Mm -hmm. the same time. Absolutely. Okay, so next up is The Not-So-Simple Life of Nicole Richie, and it's pretty simple. Uh, not a lot going on with her. The only hey, thing... that's good news. It is good news. November 2021, she and Kim Kardashian sat side-by-side at her former BFF Paris Hilton's wedding, and that's really... I remember about that it. photo. That was a big photo op. Very nostalgic, yeah. right? That kind of yes. makes you feel all the things so yeah that's about it she stayed out of the uh limelight so good for her yeah good for her I, again someone who who i think that's probably a good thing yeah it seems like she just kind of stays in her lane now which is yeah she's rebuilt her, her credibility yeah, yeah that's for sure. great well then we'll move to the next episode which was and so it is a felony alexis <gasps> nyers and the bling ring well there's a little news there it's Interesting. I don't know if you remember, but I, in that episode, talked about Alexis's podcast, Recovering from Reality, and how much I really liked it. Mm -hmm. Well, it went on hiatus, the podcast, and it came back. And it's very different now. And I think sometimes that happens because her, she was podcasting probably as long or a little bit longer than your first show, I think. Mm She definitely was not like a pioneer, but was sure. before the new wave of lots of people podcasting. Right. And so the show has like a new whatever life. And she has announced that she is still married to her husband, but she has come out as having an open marriage. 
Okay. And I just always think that's an interesting choice. And then I always think it's an interesting choice to come out about like publicly. So right, they made right. that decision together and then she made that announcement. And then of course there's the girlfriend announcement. So very like a la Bronwyn, but Alexis Nyer style. So that's kind of the news there is that she dates and has a girlfriend and the podcast is back. I feel like I'm no longer the audience anymore, but it, I, so I don't really listen that much, but she does right. seem to be doing well. She's, you oh, know, that's good. yeah, her daughters are so cute. She's beautiful. She's talented. I love her voice. I, I do think she's, she's got a great show going. Uh-huh. It just went in a direction where I, I'm definitely like, I think I'm, I am probably just too old. Um, yeah, so that's, that's how I feel Nyers. about this show we both love, a uh, celebrity memoir book club. It's obsessed so good. with that show. But I'm the, tearing through it. I me too. But the first ten minutes, I could not feel older when they kind of discuss their lives. I feel just oh, wrinkles popping up in places I didn't know wrinkles even popped up. Melissa, I'm five years older than you, so just imagine. And I've never said that out loud. That feels significant. Ugh. Anyway, it doesn't just happen the first episode. Every episode, there's a moment where I'm like laughing with them and I'm like, they're just like me. And then they say something like, okay, so when OJ Simpson happened, I guess I was two and I just want to kill myself no. because I was a freshman in high school. No. Yeah. Yes. No. Yes. Mm-hmm. So I, if this, if you want to feel better about your five years thing, um, today I was going to the gym and a fly flew up my nose and I sneezed, which made me pee myself, which meant I had to go change my pants and try it again. <laughs> um, I mean, I does that make you feel better? <laughs> That's an, uh, an amazing story and an yes. amazing visual. Thank you for sharing it. it was, um, and I knew it was coming as soon as the sneeze came out it was one of those uncontrollable mm-hmm. ones. And if you've had babies out a certain path, sometimes it just happens. <laughs> Yes, it's true. Sometimes it does. Um, I'm still over 40 and you're not. So I still think you win. I snizzle all the time. So there's that. (laughs) But uh, yeah, so that's that's that. We old. We old. (laughs) Abby Lee Miller, Sia in court. So not too much going on with Abby Lee Miller. Looks like she's back to teaching again. uh, But as far as news, I didn't hear about this until looking this up or you know looking up news articles for her but um earlier this year she actually filed a lawsuit against hampton inn and suites for 8.5 million dollars in damage she sued them for negligence emotional distress unlawful discrimination discrimination against individuals with disabilities and false imprisonment the false imprisonment is the one that really gets me but if you'll recall, she had cancer and ended up being in a wheelchair. So what ended up happening was that she was staying at these uh, Hampton Inns for extended periods of time, both in March of 2020 and December of 2020. So she claims what happened is she leaves the bathroom and one of her wheelchair wheels gets stuck, which causes the door to topple over on her head, 300 pounds, and it traps her arm, hurts her arm and and her head obviously but oh the my worst, gosh the worst part is she claims she screamed and pleaded and none of the hotel guests came to help her which is sad eventually two of the employees come in to help her lift the door off of her so 
she survived. But also she claimed there are other times where she was ignored by the hotel staff um, and said they didn't really have wheelchair access. She wasn't able to go to the laundry room because it wasn't wheelchair That's accessible. She couldn't mm-hmm. go through the hallways because they would have their like uh, cleaning carts out and stuff. So the whole thing right. was really difficult for her. Yeah. So that'll be a lawsuit to watch for sure. Um, $5.8 million, or I'm sorry, $8.5 million. That's sizable. I know. A couple things. They should be wheelchair accessible. Like that's like a big absolutely. national change. Like they should absolutely do that. How could that door be so flimsy it broke and also be 300 pounds? That just doesn't feel right to me for some reason. Yeah, I want some, to reenact I, I don't know exactly. The more, <laughs> the thing I was taking more from was the fact that no one was helping her. Like, I, I don't know. Well, just how do we know who they she heard her? Is. That's why I was like, if you're into the bathroom and you're screaming, help, help, how do you know nobody yeah. helped? So I don't know enough about that. And there really honestly wasn't anything else. But I mean, $8.5 million, Yikes. you can throw a lot of things yeah. at my head. <laughs> Truly, I would endure many a, a bathroom door on my yeah. head. Um it is interesting, though, because and this will come up in later in one of my updates is just people who get into that legal lawsuit cycle when their gut reaction is to sue. Like, I've oh, never yeah. been the target of a lawsuit and I've never mm-hmm. sued anybody. And it's just everyone we talk about is in a million lawsuits. So just interesting. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So that's the newest one. That's 2022. OK. Yeah. So, Becca, what you got? Uh, this one's Short and sweet, Chris Souls. Every rose has oh, its yeah. corn. Um, so he got a girlfriend during quarantine, which I f- we either mentioned in the episode or we talked about offline right after. Okay. So quarantine happened in March of 2020. He got together with Victoria Fuller, who Fuller, I'm not sure. She was a former bachelor in April of 2020, and she like flew out to Iowa and quarantined with him. And their relationship was made public on social media during this mm-hmm. time. Like, who cares? Uh, <laughs> weirdly, <laughs> honestly, like between the months of April and November, we're supposed to care about these two, like getting yeah. together. Mm-hmm. They did break up by uh, November of that year. He <gasps> says they're working on it. I know. Shocking. I'm sorry. <laughs> he says they're working on it. And she says they're done. And it was the last I could find and nothing for him right now. Um, okay, well, that's definitely so, good for him. His, yeah, his news he's he's farming. Was not great. No. Okay, okay. That's now, it. yeah, well, that's good. Sorry for your broken heart. Next up is Brett Michael, Rock of Stages. And yeah. since it's ni- not 1992 and VH1 <laughs> doesn't seem to be running any more shows, there are no Brett Michaels updates. Sorry. Nothing. Mm-mm. Okay. Not one. Not one, okay. honestly. I mean, I Googled it, and one thing said he headlined something, and it said something, something comedy, and I was like, does he have a comedy career? So then I went down that rabbit hole, didn't find anything. No, and okay. Yeah, that's it. All right. Well, the next one's really big. So Elizabeth Vargas, oh my weren't gosh. you grateful for the OC? I'm sure you remember, and I'm sure our listeners know, because I'm sure we posted it, and it was everywhere, mm-hmm. but... Um, the Newport Beach SWAT team and police department were called to her home for a wellness check. This is a part of the story because I, I never really read about it. You know, when this all happened, mm. I think most of us just saw these pictures of right. police going into her, you know, beachfront home and later finding out they 
took a guy out in handcuffs and he had been holding her there at gunpoint. So it was her ex-boyfriend and what was going on was an extortion. The wellness check, from my understanding, happened because Elizabeth had alerted the police and said, my ex-boyfriend is extorting me prior to this incident. So Hmm. she was on their radar already, thankfully. I mean, I think that's really good. I don't know who made the wellness check because she couldn't have because she was being held at gunpoint by this guy whose name I forget and I don't even care to mention it. Was anyway. he on this show, by the way? Was that the boyfriend that she no. had or it was no, the No, it's not before? Jimmy. Okay. It's not okay. Jimmy. Okay. So so there had been so he was extorting her over nude pictures of her and okay. was saying, I have these and I'll release them to the public. And he wanted a car, he wanted a house, he wanted cash. And it all led up to this terrible dramatic moment where he Aww. he held her at gunpoint and Whoever called in the wellness check, police went at that moment, got her to safety, took him out in handcuffs, and now he's going through his whole criminal proceedings. But, um, I mean, terrifying. terrifying. And her team and her rep say she's, like, completely shaken up and a little bit traumatized, but totally safe and fine. And yeah. she's very grateful for the police, you oh know, their gosh, swift... Yeah. How long was she being held? I don't remember seeing that. Was I it a few hours? Either. Yeah, it was something like a few hours, like a few seconds is too much. Yeah. And and just just oh I mean, just how differently that could have ended. Oh yeah. I remember seeing some kind of footage from inside the house or maybe stills from inside the house where he was or something. (sighs) They must have had camera. I don't know. I remember seeing something inside. Yes. Yes. And he was yelling. It was mm-hmm. so scary. So scary. And, you know, I was thinking about these home invasions that seem to be happening. Oh, my god! I mean, this is very different because this was a person, a known person. Mm-hmm. But these celebrities and their homes, I mean, if you know she's in Orange County and you know she lives on that strip, like it's right. not hard to figure out where these people are. I know. And those those are not like gated homes. And and we see these invasions happening in the gated homes. So imagine if yeah. you're just beachfront and there's that promenade and people are just remember when they had those scenes at her her little outdoor mm-hmm. area and the people were just like skateboarding and riding bikes yeah. and rollerblading by. It's like very public. So oh, it just makes me so nervous. But I'm I'm really glad she's okay. But that was a big a big, um, huge update for her. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Um, man, I'm really just nailing these up next is Ryan Lochte between a Lochte and a hard place, which is one of my favorite episodes. Um, I enjoyed that. It was, it was fun. Um, but really no updates on Ryan. He didn't make the summer Olympics, Mm. but that's it. Yeah. I don't (laughs) think he's trying again, but he's off the radar, which is good for him. For some of these people, yeah, it's the best yeah. thing. Mm-hmm. Um, same for the next one, Charles and Diana Ingram, who coughs to be a millionaire. Actually, my favorite episode that I did. Yeah, I, I loved it. Thoroughly enjoyed that episode, and they are not in the news. The, you'll, the Thank goodness. Stuff still comes up for them when you Google them, but it's nothing new. Um, yeah, Diana's Instagram and website, full of her jewelry, is still active. If anybody Ooh. wants to get in on her bobbles nice. that she's selling, but um, yeah, nothing new there. Well, that's okay. Uh, next, I do have an update. Um, Sean Ooh. Stewart, son of Follywood. Remember, Sean Stewart is Rod Stewart's son. Um, yeah. And he was in that whole, was it 143 Water? The thing that means I love you, right? Yes. I was obsessed with that. Yes. 143. Yes, 143 Water. Yes. So if you'll remember, <laughs> he and um, 
His dad, 76-year-old Rod Stewart, got arrested for um, getting into a fight with a security guard at the Breakers Hotel in Palm Beach. Um, And so in November of 2021, they were supposed to go to trial, but they ended up pleading guilty in October um, and took a plea deal. No word on what the plea deal was, but either way, they didn't have to appear in court with it. Um, So that's kind of gone away, but so wild that they, like it was even going to come to that. Truly, and and that there was this, um, what was the time period between it happening and? I feel like it was January and then, yeah, and then October um, was whenever they they took a deal. Mm -hmm. Well, that was smart. Very smart. Yeah. And I guess yeah. Rod Stewart must live there part time or something. So you got to get okay. back in the breakers. Got to do what you got to do. Yeah. Wow. All right. They yeah. seem like people who could pop up again before. The yeah. Next Rod Stewart still has some time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Okay. Well, next we had Rachel Yucatel spills the tea. T-E-E. Yes. I also love that episode. That was one of my favorites. Yeah. Yeah, it was really fun. There's like an espionage element to it. Um, mm-hmm. Not really. Uh, big news for Rachel. Huge. And if you go to her Instagram, you can see it too. It's big though. Like I don't even know how to state this. Wait. She cut her hair. Oh. <laughs> she did a whole video about it. It was very dramatic. I'm like, she I know like, criminality follows her. How have I missed this? <laughs> Yeah, she did this good. whole video like holding her because she does have that like very <gasps> yes. notoriously like gorgeous mm. hair that she's like kind of not worn the same way in a bad way, but she was as long hair. She's Lisa Renard. Lisa Renard. Yes, the, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so she, there's like a TikTok where she's holding it. And then doesn't boom, she do that short. like that? And then, yes. yeah, okay. I did <laughs> this see This is it. me trying to make an update out of no one, out of someone forgot who forgot it one. was. Yeah, I forgot. <laughs> it was her. <laughs> it was totally was her. Like, and is there it? is one. There's one little update. She, um, remember the job she got with seeking arrangement, being their spokesperson to kind of change Mm -hmm. the perception. She's suing them. And then do you remember that there was a rumor that she was dating a married man through that site? I don't know if you're, I think that wasn't part of my episode. It came out after that she was dating this guy and everyone's like, he's married. And like, even if it's the arrangement, like we can't have you doing that because of the brand and the company. So she got fired, and so she's suing them. I don't even – I didn't write down how much for it, but um, I don't know. I was just like, oh, Rachel. Again, she just can't yeah. seem to get a, get it, like, sorted out. But uh, that's no. her update. Hmm, okay. Yeah, well, I'm glad it wasn't bigger than that. It could have been. Yeah, I know. I know. different. Our show has been around for more than three years now, which is really something to celebrate. But when I think back over all of our episodes, one that really sticks in my mind, of course, is the one about the bling ring. There were literally teenagers breaking into the homes of celebrities and stealing thousands, if not millions of dollars worth of items. There is just something so scary about someone being in your home without your knowledge, even beyond just having your things taken. And that's why when it comes to home security, I only trust my home to Simply Safe. Simply Safe isn't just some old fly-by-night security system. It was actually named the best home security systems 2024 by the US News and World Report. On top of that, Newsweek named it best customer service and home security, which is really huge because if my house or the people that are in it are in jeopardy, I want to know that I'm speaking with people who are there to help me. We've had Simply Safe in my house for several years now, and Rebecca got her system last year, and there's a lot of comfort in knowing that I have indoor and outdoor cameras 
all around the house. And if you aren't sure whether it's something you'd actually use, you should definitely give it a try. There are no contracts and a 60-day money-back guarantee. Simply Safe has given me and many of our listeners real peace of mind. We want you to have it too. Get 20% off any new Simply Safe system when you sign up for Fast Protect monitoring. Just visit simplysafe.com/criminality. That's simplysafe.com/criminality. There's no safe like Simply Safe. Up next, we have David Spade, Just Don't Shoot Me, which I mm-hmm. snuck into our list by default for him uh, hosting the Bachelor summer thing. Like totally twice. counts. Yeah, yeah, I got it. Um, so in January of 2022, David sold his home for almost $20 million after buying it 20 years ago for $4 million. Oh, Yeah. And if that doesn't seem newsworthy, it sort of isn't. But it is the house that that guy Skippy Malloy actually tried to kill him in. So there's that. Oh, my gosh. He stayed in it that entire time. time. He stayed Mm -hmm. there. Wow. That's surprising. It really is, right? Because I feel like very quickly you'd be like, "Mm, I'm out of here. I'm going to just fresh start it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so now he's fresh starting it. He said a lot of Joe Dirt money went into (laughs) renovating that house and now – you know, getting $20 million for it. It's crazy. Oh, that is a nice profit. It is. Um, in other news, David Spade and Dana Carvey, aka the same person to Rebecca, um, <laughs> you were right. <laughs> um, they teamed up to host the podcast Fly on the Wall. Have you listened yep. to that yet? I actually did uh, just because I wanted to hear it before we did this. And oh, okay. I didn't even make it through an episode. It was fine. I didn't yeah. love it. Oh, okay. Hurtful. Do you love it? My next no, line I'm is. I'm sorry. Do you love it? My next oh, line is. <laughs> it's akin to a smart list, but it's fun because they're both old SNL guys, and I love it. And it's one of my favorite shows of the year. I didn't write that, but um, but I do enjoy Shoot. it. It's, I okay. love behind the scenes SNL stuff. Like it's just yeah. my thing, and so for me, I, I like I gravitate towards it. Um, it also reached number one on Apple last week, but I'm not think surprised. It's be- but they did talk about the whole Will Smith, Chris Rock thing on oh, this I'd last love to hear that. episode. Yeah, because Chris Rock was actually their first guest that they had on. And he spent a lot of times talking about how he grew up being bullied and um, and how he used to have big anger issues, but he had to work through it because he was always like would take it from people. And so mm-hmm. then he started having outbursts and he did all this therapy to get through it. So it was super interesting having listened to that one. And then of course, this happening being like, oh, my gosh, 10 years ago, this would not have been his reaction. You know, he wouldn't have wow. handled it. Yeah, as well. OK, well, now we need to talk about this for just one more minute because sure. it was today that I put it on like somewhere in my desk mania. I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, you know what? We're going to do an update thing. I, I have wanted to hear that podcast because when it came out, I remember thinking, ah, oh, vindication. They're the same person. Yeah. <laughs> like they're teamed up. Like clearly yeah. people have put them together before mm-hmm. or changed them. They have the same manager or, or the same agent, I think. So there you go. They go out for the same parts, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. And somehow they're still friends. So I was like, oh, I want to hear it. And I do. So I started with episode one because that's a natural place to start. And it yeah, was yeah. Chris Rock. And I was like, oh, that'll be cool because he's so on the radar now. I almost right. wish I'd listened to the most recent about them talking about it. Yeah. But I should give it another try because first episodes, yeah. I mean, I don't want to hear ours. Great. Like, mm-hmm. I, I can't. I don't know what it's like. So I feel like I should give it a try. But I do remember thinking, I do think Melissa will love this because it, it is like nerding out on SNL, which totally. I appreciate. But this almost felt like too insular like it was like one of I don't know but I'll give it another try I 
used to buy all that like whenever the new SNL best ofs came out like that was the DVD yeah. I would buy like I'm very okay. that's like yeah I don't know I've always your... just been obsessed with it yeah so hearing like David Spade's books whenever you talk just even sure. little like nuggets it's so exciting yeah you, me, so, you live yeah. for it yeah no, I, I do get it. I do I'm happy yeah. it's there for you <laughs> thank you but yeah listen it's like the first 15 minutes of this last episode where the two of them I'll definitely about it. listen to interesting. that yeah cool well completely different story and sure. people uh Tarek and Mikhail Salahi <gasps> don't start believing anything they say <laughs> I like that title another couple that it's probably good there's nothing new and mm -hmm. there oh, really yeah. isn't except for this bizarre news quote-unquote I found on automobilesport.com slash lifestyle <laughs> Um, do you remember that polo was like kind of a thing for him, like the polo yeah. team? Mm -hmm. Well, the, uh, I didn't the even write anything. where you really I got just, me. I love it. <laughs> so he started that company hotels at sea. If you remember right. this at the end and we were, I think it was you that said, what did you say? Was it like Airbnb? I don't yeah, know. It's like it Airbnb was, of the sea. Like I Airbnb want to go the to there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I guess he was the sponsor of the U.S. polo team or one of them, but they finally won. And so basically his name was like in the midst of this bigger article about the U.S.A. polo team finally winning something. And there mm -hmm. he was. And he's still married to the woman who he got together with who invested in that company. And I went to her LinkedIn and she has Oasis Wine on her portfolio now. So she's like part owner of that. She's in it now. So they're, they're fully invested and I'm sure it isn't that I will safely guarantee and put on the vision board that this is not the last we've heard of Tarek Salahi absolutely not That's oh my it. gosh that was a good one I will never forget <laughs> the cheerleading thing uh the cheering that she did because I blocked it out I had no memory so of that whatsoever absolutely just she went so hard for that I loved it Okay, up next, I have Married at First Sight, Taylor and yeah. Brandon, about Married at First Sight. I didn't expect to find anything on these two, and I was right. There really wasn't anything. But one of the couples that I mentioned, I mentioned a few that were still married. And on the list, I mentioned Amelia and Bennett. And very quickly, people wrote to say, not in a rude way, but people just reminded me that they were actually separated. It was like right around that time, it was like, did they separate or not? And right. they're officially divorced now. But they were like okay. a couple people. They were so quirky that they just were like, yeah, obviously these two are together and they'll be married forever. And it didn't work out. But mm. I mean, okay. Life mm. sucks. And then you die. We'll and get over it. My father-in-law. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll totally get over it. We're going to be okay. <laughs> <laughs> so episode 20 was Pawn Stars, Guns, Gold, and Vegas. And... There was an update. So on the chum 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 room? Not on the chum chum room, sadly. Chum Lee has been out of the limelight, but mm -hmm. the the update is for kind of the whole cast. So I can't remember if the senior boss, the big boss, the grandfather okay. had died or not when I did the episode to you. I think he had, because I feel like there he had was died, right? Several R R I P big guy comments yeah that were made okay. in poor taste mm -hmm. yes okay <laughs> thank you see I don't even remember <laughs> well not surprisingly a new person new to the story surfaces and is suing Rick Harrison who is 
What? what um, so it was Big Rick. But isn't Big Rick? Oh, maybe the dad, Biggest not Rick? the grandfather. <laughs> old man, old man. He old was man. old man Rick. So it's like mm-hmm. old man Rick, Big Rick, Corey. <laughs> How do we have a Rick hierarchy? I feel like there was also <laughs> one of them is called Haas or Big Haas. Yeah, doesn't matter. Out of nowhere, a woman steps into the scene and is suing Rick Harrison. Guess who it is? His old mom. man's <laughs> mistress. Wait, it's his mom? It's his old man's wife. It's his oh mom. My and again, didn't spend a lot of time on this. She's 81. What I gleaned is that she basically was like, these suckers have been stealing from under my nose. And now that my late husband is done and buried, right. I'm going to get mine back. She said she's been gypped out of gold, silver, cash money. And she said deals were done and loans were taken out in her name, that they were taking parts of her properties as collateral for different business loans, all without her knowing that she had no say in it. And I, this is a show I would watch. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I, you know what I would really love? Why did this pop in my head? Her going, oh my gosh, her going to old Rick's grave and like talking to him about all the lawsuits (laughs) she's filing. That's what I'm Why saying. That's would the, that pop that's the in pilot. my brain? That's the pilot <laughs> episode because it's brilliant and it's perfect. And she's 81, and I don't know why she suddenly feels compelled. Yeah, question and safe at to come 81. Out with this. What are you? I don't know. I, I mean, live your life. Demi Moore looks great in her 60s. She's doing well. well Lots. I don't know why that's also my person that I just defaulted to. But you can yeah, be perfectly that, that fine. Was interesting. But why wouldn't but, you? Oh, I know why. She comes up later. Um, but why? You'd think like, okay, I just need to, I'm going to live out my life, right? At 81, I don't even plan on having teeth. I don't feel like I'm going to be doing a whole lot. Let me watch my shows, make sure I have my cable, (laughs) and then my money is going to go to my kids when I die. No, the kids have been taking it from her, so she probably is like trying to get some of it back to maybe allocate it elsewhere. I think she's going to be start, I think... There's a show. Hold on. Like, what could be the title of a Pawn Star rival? And it's like old mamas, you know? It's like, and the nieces come, and the, the girl cousins, and the granddaughters, and they start some competitive business, but they have more marketing savvy. I don't know. Yeah, there you go. And they know social media. So it, it yeah, just becomes done. huge. Yeah. And they sell merch, and it's great. Yeah, yes. I like it. So mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I also wonder, like, maybe the dad was really controlling. Maybe now she's, like, stepping out. And she was afraid to. I'm just, I'm not, I mean, allegedly, I don't know anything. You know what this reminds me of? Um, One of the shows that we brought to the people and they were so thankful for it. Um, Great news. Great news. Yes. Um, Whenever uh, her grandmother, I can't remember. (laughs) Yeah. When the grandma like leaves her ex-husband, leaves her husband and starts a new life. That's what this lady sounds like to me. Maybe she'll find her one true love. Or start a show or both. Or start a show. A show documenting her new life. I would watch. Yes. So, Could they do yeah. voiceovers of maybe what? Okay, I got to stop. No, I what? can't do ghost Rick talking to her and giving her. <laughs> what if she becomes could, a psychic? He's, he spoke in such sort of um, like cryptic, generic ways on the show. They could just pull past episodes, like audio from past shows of him saying like, well, like your father-in-law, you know, life sucks and then you die. Like when she's like, why did it happen? And she, yeah. then he would say that. <laughs> This is good. Let's workshop it offline. (laughs) 
<laughs> I think it should only be offline. <laughs> Mom stars. Oh my Ma gosh. Stars. I'm Mom sorry. Stars. I like it. You're gonna you're gonna do it. Copyright, copyright. Wait, trademark, trademark, trademark. You've gotta hold TM, on TM, to that. TM. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay, Rebecca. Ooh, okay. This is a good one. Up next. Falcon or fiction? The story of the balloon boy. Um, I do appreciate you selling that was it a like great that. episode. That okay, that might be my favorite. I don't remember what I lied yeah, about. That was, was really, really before. good. I learned so much. I am a hashtag balloon boy truther. Are you as well? <laughs> yeah, that's no. what there's a merch idea. Hashtag balloon boy truther. And only if I buy it, it will be worth it. Um, love it. There's no real update on the family. The boys do have a band, and I didn't play their clip last time, so I'm gonna have to do like a social media post or something because the oh, video sure. it's very loud, very loud. But they I'm show sure. like clips of the balloon and stuff and um lots of rock starness. And yeah. I feel like we watched it or you showed me. I probably did. It yeah. Was, you probably didn't I make feel it. Through like the whole I, look like a fan of theirs right now with my dumb hat on <laughs> oh yeah like, Rebecca is yeah, <laughs> a blue boy truther for sure yeah so that is all I have on them which is okay by saying that I have nothing on them which is good well we look forward to the musical interlude on Instagram stay there tuned everybody <laughs> um next up is the manzos no brownstone Ooh. left unturned and there's a little bit here so okay Dolores uh reconciled with Caroline Manzo I read Oh. And Teresa, Wait, yeah, Dina or Dolores? No, Dolores. And I was like, I guess they had an issue. I mean, yeah, they I all have know. issues. Like that Jersey True. stuff. They're all Jersey fighting a lot. So they've reconciled. And I saw a quote that said Teresa is open to Carolyn, Caroline Manzo coming back onto Real Housewives. And I thought, is it Teresa's decision? And then I'm like, I think it might be. Like it I literally be. think yeah. she like has a lot of say in that show. So I thought that was interesting. And so, yeah, for anybody, just quick recap, Dina had a home invasion and it was her ex-husband who hired a mobster to attack them. And they both, you know, were going through different tracks of litigation or right. lawsuiting. It's all different depending yeah. on the story. But um, what part of the country you're in? <laughs> yeah, totally, totally. Or state of New Jersey. And, um, but Dina, speaking of Dina, she is going to be Teresa's maid of honor at Teresa's oh, wow. wedding to Louis and not Melissa. Melissa is not a bridesmaid from what I've gathered. Not even a bridesmaid. And I think she mm. has like seven or eight. And it's yes. also just like, why do you need that many? Second um, wedding. At your, this stage of your life. I mean, look, Thank if I get you. remarried, I'll do it however I want, but I don't think I would have that many bridesmaids. <laughs> No. I'm sure my husband will take it. It'll be really right? nice to hear. My aunt got, like, they did their 50th anniversary, right? But she never had a real wedding. And so mm -hmm. they bought her a real wedding dress, like a white, but like, okay. cleavage 75. Oh, it was a oh very, I think so she was 50. She had been married no, 50 years. No, married 50 years. And it was okay. just like, huh, I don't know that this is what you envisioned. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it's I think sweet. like, I, no, it wasn't. It was a little weird. I mean, Being like nice do what you want, but yeah, family. it was, yeah. Listen, uh, I would I, be so creepy. The stories I could have. It was very interesting. I just was not expecting yeah. it because I, yeah, I, that's it. I don't have anything else to say on that, that I should say on here, but yeah, it was a lot. Same. 
Okay. So, yeah, so, so Dina is going to be uh, Teresa's maid of honor. And, oh, do you remember her weird cat? I'm really sorry to any cat lovers. Dina's Grandma, Grandma Wrinkles. Grandma Wrinkles. Mm-hmm. Dead. R.I.P. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm sorry. <laughs> that cat was so hard to look at for me. I didn't know that cat was ever alive. I assumed it was some sort of a ghost. <laughs> Walking around Uncle Rick's grave. <laughs> I Wait, promise Grandma you. Wrinkles. Wait. Grandma Wrinkles. That's like right on brand for that show. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um, yeah, that's crazy. I mean, is that the last piece on, on Dina? Grandma yeah, Wrinkles that's it. That's all I got. Yeah, yeah. So I didn't want to interrupt seem, that. Seem better than they were, which I'm glad. Yeah, but except for Me too. which is sad. But it is given sad. all the things that could happen. I right. think grandma's had a good long life because she was on the show a long time ago. Yeah, really long time ago. Okay, next one is 90 Day Fiance, Paul in translation. Rebecca, one oh, day that was a good one too. you'll have to tell the story of the cameo I got for you after a rough week that was also lost in translation um, from Paul and family. If you, if you want it to be today, we could tell that story today. Do you want to tell that story? Um, I think you start with the – well, are there any updates? Okay, here's the – well, the update is dark. So do you want me to do the dark update or do you want me to do the silly story yeah. first? Dark update, the update. Okay, and then we'll and end then it we'll on a happier. Story. Yeah, so, okay. Yeah. Kind of two parts to this. The first is Karini was actually charged with fourth-degree domestic assault with minor injury. There's – Paul documents everything. So there's all these videos oh, of them fighting in front of their kids, which, oh, makes me so mad. And one where Karini's pulling Paul's hair. I think that must be where this is coming from. Um, and so I really hope the two of them just get away from each other because it's just a terrible situation, but sounds disastrous. Yeah. And so in a couple weeks, April 20th, um, Karini is scheduled to appear in court, uh, for a pretrial conference, um, changing gears a little bit. Another terrible thing happened, but for a different reason, according to Reddit, Paul was found to have a verified and active Tinder profile showing his location as... Orlando, Florida. <gasps> yeah. <laughs> He's listening right now. Also, I got I so nervous when you, you said showing his. I'm like, oh, yeah. N- no. <laughs> but the then internet it was Orlando and that wasn't much better. No, the internet would have shut down. Um, oh, my God. Gosh. Yeah, it doesn't mean he lives here, but I guess he's visited here. They live in Kentucky. But the article I read said, quote, it would seem that Paul likes this Florida city. Perhaps Paul plans to move there, which will give me more nightmares than grandma wrinkles. It is Bolo, immediately now. Melissa Bolo. <laughs> it is so bad. So it's inevitable. Bad. Here, I'm going to manifest something. You're going to see him in real life. I thought we agreed to no manifestations. (laughs) This one I have to make an exception for because I want to be there when it happens. You have to FaceTime me. (laughs) Okay. But do you want to be there? Because here is the story and this is what happened. Rebecca, dear Rebecca, Mm -hmm. was around Christmas. It was, you shared on the show, it was rough with travel plans, sick kids, all that stuff. It was just not like the ideal Christmas. My thought is I'll cheer you up with a cameo. And we had just done the story on Paul. Well, <laughs> I don't know why this was my first idea. I I got to get my brain scanned by a scientist or something. It's not going to be a good thing that they find, but they're going to find some things. And my idea was on the office. So I'm already 
in a different world for this. Um, at one point, Michael Scott's trying to get everyone to tell the tragedies in their life. You were dealing with some calamities. What's the word? Maladies? I don't know. All of them work. Calamities and maladies can work? Wow, they rhyme too. Those are okay. both real words, yeah. <laughs> like, I like that this is always like an English lesson for me. Um, so anyway, you were dealing with some stuff, so I thought, let's make it lighter. And so on the episode of The Office, Michael Scott is asking everyone, and eventually Pam, so they all end up making up stories that are like TV shows or movies. So Pam says... I had this aunt. She was a professional um, boxer. She <laughs> ended up getting hurt, and she asked her manager to pull the plug on her, and he did. And so I said that happened. Oh, so anyway, so that's what she said, and ha, 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 and um, on the show, right? So it's very clearly the freaking movie plot from Million Dollar Baby, right? Who even has an aunt who's a professional um, boxer? Nobody. So, or maybe like two people, sorry. Um, so I send that to Paul thinking there's a chance he will catch on that this is a joke. But I wasn't thinking of the audience. Rebecca, take over. What happened? Well, I mean, perhaps this is the worst part. You also assumed I... <laughs> Oh my gosh, yes. <laughs> would fill in the blanks. But I was so taken aback by the cameo itself. I was new to Paul, new to 90 Day Fiance. It was all really startling. You know, it's now a story I tell when people ask about my trauma. <laughs> no, just kidding. But um, I just was like, what is this? What is he talking about? So in... Utmost sincerity, Paul is talking about how truly sorry he is to hear about my aunt. And my gosh, that must have been so hard for you, like not knowing if she would live or die and deciding that. And I'm just like, what is happening? What did Melissa say then? First of all, how long is a cameo? Has anyone here done one? Two minutes, five minutes, max? Five plus minutes. How long was this video? Oh, it was like more than seven minutes because... Another no, worst thing happened. Longer than that. Maybe. Yeah, I think it was like 10 minutes because I stopped watching it time. before I even I had... sent it to you, <laughs> which was a bad idea as well. It was an investment of time. I had to like start. I'm like, okay, well, let me Clear cancel whatever I was about to do. Yeah, because yeah. I have to finish this. Karini gets involved, but she's mm. not super comfortable being on there. But he's asking her response is she was just trying to like do her makeup or something or like call her mom. Uh -huh. Wait, whose mom was there? Someone's mom was there. His mom was there. His mom was there. She gets involved. Like I saw the whole family, their whole apartment. Cause they went from room to room. Oh yeah. It was intimate and unexpected. And didn't his mom end up saying, I'm so sorry. All of my brothers and sisters have died. Like it just, it was off the rails. <laughs> it was completely Unhinged. Just when you thought it couldn't get more awkward. And what did Karini say? Yeah, the mom said that. And Karini said something like, um, I don't know the word for that or something. He oh, was he like, said, Are you sad? He was oh, like, Isn't that terrible? Oh, he, he didn't he say, like, Karini, I have a question. If you're yeah. who do you love the most in the world, your mom? If your mom was a boxer and she was on life support, would you pull the plug? And then all of a sudden he's like, oh, Karini, 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 are you crying? Are you crying? She's like, yeah. no, and she I'm was doing like, my makeup. No, I'm doing my makeup. And I'm like, 
put this woman out of her misery, not to mention me, wrap this thing up. (laughs) So it was so bad. But mission accomplished. I mean, I was laughing so hard. I mean, it was ridiculous. And so and so thanks. That was really sweet, actually. That was my that was daughter. I sent it to my daughter. I had stopped watching because I was uncomfortable. And my daughter said, yeah, oh, my weird. gosh, his mom just said. And I'm like, <laughs> you're like, his mom's involved. Yeah, it oh. was wild. It was a journey. So it wild. was a journey. Yeah. So anyway, um, <sighs> word to the wise. If you quote somebody, make sure they know what you're just don't do that. I wrote it that word was, for word a... what she said, but it, it did not you... translate. But that is so interesting that that is also what you, the directions right? you gave them, the notes. That, that was what I went. I'm like, Rebecca's having a terrible week. You know what I'm going to do? Make it worse. This makes sense. <laughs> yeah, like, let me talk about the office with Paul. Let's talk about everyone that's dead in everyone's family in his home. Because that's exactly oh what happened. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Holding babies, dark. playing Christmas music. It was rough. Oh, it was sorry, weird. Rebecca. It was weird. No, thank you. It's a, it's okay. a thank you. It was a gift. Okay, um, oh gosh what, okay so we're back <laughs> so we're back um this is a wild one life in the fab lane kimura oh, money kimura problems you guys i hope people don't know this i hope they're just going to hear this for the first time because it's bananas so if you remember the story of tim leisner it was kimura lee simmons well just now kimura lee Leisner, she it was her most recent husband who went down for this huge billion dollar fraud. He was part of Goldman Sachs. He was an investment banker. And at the end of my episode, we talked about him pleading out and he was going to be the prosecution's star witness to kind of get a better deal. I, there was um, a little bit of jail time. I don't remember all the details of his right. plea agreement. But since the air, this just came out a few weeks ago. Yeah. In his testimony, trying to really bring down his partner, um, Roger Ang, the defense, Roger's defense team went after Tim to kind of bring down his credibility. And they did so by exposing something that I don't know how they didn't know this would get (laughs) brought up because it seems like a pretty big miss on the, the prosecution side. Proof of emails that Tim Leisner pretended to be his ex-wife via email for years. Years. So years, okay? So we have a catfisher on our hands because he was doing this. He was emailing with Kimora while they were just meeting and dating as his then wife saying, we're getting divorced. So he was like, I know, I'll have my ex-wife email right that will make her believe a lot of these things totally you take but then he did it in all these other crazy things and he had to keep it going far beyond his divorce from that woman and his marriage to Kimora because Kimora and Russell Simmons had this very co-parenting first kind of relationship and they were best friends and business partners so they still vacation together even with Tim so they wanted Tim's ex-wife to be part of their like extended blended family on vacations. So they were always saying, make sure you're, I forget her name. 
Let's just call her Jane. Make sure Jane comes on the vacation. And he always had to make excuses. So he started being her in these emails and saying, I can't. And in one of them, he said, my children were hurt in a car accident, which I saw like... Yes. So he, he made up terrible lies about his, I don't know if they were their shared kids or like her kids with a new person. I don't know, but she said we were in an accident. We can't go. So the lies were just out of control and he did it for years and he copped to it on the stand because he had to, I mean, they had it all. It was all him. Oh my gosh. That I, I honestly never expected to hear anything else from him just because it was like, okay, well, he's going to go to jail. A one and done kind of financial fraud, like yeah. an otherwise boring guy. Exactly. Oh, no. And looks like this was just the big, I, there's going to be a doc on him. I guarantee you I was white collar crime because not only this, not only this catfishing thing, he was a bigamist. That's something else. Now they're like looking into because he never divorced two other women. And he did these fake emails with a string of women prior. So he was married to more than one woman in different States at different times, because I don't know why he couldn't afford a divorce. It wasn't because he wanted to be a bigamist. It was because he just moved on to different people, but he didn't ever officially divorce some of them. I really think he's going to be a doc, a doc subject. Yeah. Crazy. So yeah. So he's, um, and the emails and he said it just was like it was like anybody who lies and then it kind of gets bigger than them and he's like I just had to keep it up (laughs) oh my gosh just so So wild so wild I did not that I did not see coming Mm -mm, no but it was fun to read I love it all right next Tori Spelling 90210 no which I think we found out is actually the name of her podcast and we didn't realize that when we named the story Um, I loved I loved learning that yeah. So another day, another Tori Spelling news story. They're there every day. Nothing really going on with her or her family okay. other than I saw Dean spotted out with his wedding ring and he looked concerned. Um, <laughs> and it was just like it was literally him holding a hockey stick like this where it was just like an unnatural way, but where you could see his left hand without his finger. And he was like, oh, jeez. Oh, and that's all the pictures. So nothing, nothing there. They're there. Definitely, I think, going to get divorced, but like they are just riding this out for as many Us Weekly exclusives as they Clicks can get. Clicks they can get. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just check her Instagram for the updates. She'll put it there either right before or right after a story. Very true. <laughs> I think they just pluck them right from her feed. Exactly. But, um, okay. So watching and waiting. Mm-hmm. Uh, Catherine Oxenberg, Warrior Princess. Oh, yeah. Um, Nothing big Good. except... Yeah, for them, I think, you know, India and Catherine have reconciled. The Vow season two is coming out soon. They were seen mother and daughter at a spring luncheon for Oscar de la Renta. No, it was to honor them by Oscar de la Renta for their like, I think it was for Catherine's charitable work because she has like a foundation. But this I thought was really interesting, more in the Nexium space rather than the Catherine and India specific space. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've ever seen Nexium headquarters. You probably haven't because you're normal. Mm-hmm. This is my version of like an SNL insider sure. podcast. Mm-hmm. I n- can completely picture Nexium headquarters in Albany. And anybody, I know there's a few people listening who also can. It's a very depressing office building that has like no curb appeal. And you can just, this lame sign in the window, it just was not what you imagined the like cult guru to where he was like inspired and working. It was just the most depressing office space. Uh, A restaurateur bought it 
in Albany, and he's hoping to, so the headline is, new restaurant looks to escape Nexium shadow. And he's like, what happened in the past here is in the past. Like, we're opening a restaurant called Emmy Jane's, and it's got a bright future. And I'm like, bro, you're going about it all wrong. <laughs> like, lean into Nexium, Make Absolutely. it like a destination. Freaks like me will drive out from the city to come right. eat there. And you should, like, make it some kind of Nexium Hall of Fame or something. Or... I don't know. You could get so creative. So to completely pretend it. And also it's just, it's not a cute place. Like, right. You should just make it like this weird office. It should be like a cafeteria. It should be, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, anyway, yeah. I have all these ideas. I wish I'd thought of them first. I bet you he got it super cheap Absolutely. because nobody wanted that space. So I think he's trying to spin it. Like it's all new. It's fresh. It's beautiful. Mm-hmm. I, I think he's going about it all wrong. Yeah. Well, we'll That's let all. him know. <laughs> Oh yeah. I'll probably drive up anyway and just try to get a little one-on-one sure. time with them. I'll be like, Hey, I've got an opportunity. I'd love to tell you about. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> okay. Up next is this one is okay. We're like literally into 2022 and this is when things have already gone off. My next two are wild. Isn't that crazy? The most recent. I fully would have expected nothing. And this is where I think we were finally like, we have to do this. Just a quick heads up in this next update, there's going to be a brief mention of domestic violence. So please use caution when listening. Shayna Mochler rocks and rolls. So this one's released just a few days before we found out that she was chosen to be on Celebrity Big Brother. Actually, we recorded it. And by the time it came out, she was a contestant. You had That's your finger vision on, board on that one. Yes. Absolutely. Big time. Big time. So she- She ended up placing seventh out of 11 house guests. For whatever reason, I didn't watch it this year. I think because it takes so much of my time because I will get into the live feeds and then it's just a constant like, literally they're just laying and brushing their teeth and I'm like, well, can't leave this. (laughs) And so it becomes a little bit of an issue for my mental health and just the health and well-being of my family. The rest of Shayna's news is actually pretty sad. Apparently when (sighs) she's in the house... Her on-again, off-again boyfriend, Matthew Rando, he's like 28, I think. She's 46. Not that it matters, but there's he's quite a bit younger. And here's where Teddy Mellencamp comes in. Oh, so sorry, everyone. Right. So she was on Celebrity Big Brother with Shayna, kicked off the first week, which I Ouch. kind of loved. Competitor though. Teddy. I know. Yeah. I know. Oh, all in. Yeah. So- I guess on her podcast, Two Peas in a Pod, which people, Two Teas in a Pod with her and Tamara, which people keep saying is great, but I just cannot do it. Teddy mentions, yeah, that whenever she gets out of the house, she starts getting these messages from Shayna's boyfriend. Basically, nothing like sexual, but he's just kind of talking bad about Shayna. Like, you don't know how bad she is. Something about some beanie that Shayna had. And she was like, you'll never get that beanie back. And she was like, LOL, that's fine. I, you know, whatever. I'm glad she was there with me because it actually really helped. She was very nice to me. So at some point though, Matthew gets either Shayna's login or her phone. I'm not sure. And he goes live on Instagram and accuses her of cheating on him and just being a terrible person. Ew. Yeah, super gross. So back to the awfulness, though. On February 24th, after Shane is out of the Big Brother house, Matthew is arrested for domestic violence. Apparently, while she's Mm -hmm. at Celebrity Big Brother, Matthew's seen spotted shopping for engagement rings. um, And, like, uh, he obviously called the paparazzi to see this random guy buying um, a Mm -hmm. ring for Shana. Um, 
But there is actually everything seemed okay until there were these rumors, I guess, that Shayna was flirting with Lamar Odom. And if you remember, Lamar Odom is Khloe Kardashian's ex-husband and mm-hmm. Shayna is Kourtney Kardashian's current fiance's ex-wife. So that was kind yes. of what I wanted. Ooh. I actually did secret that out. I said I wanted yeah. those two to do something. But yes. obviously, this is just a mess. This is yeah. beside what I was saying. Um, so back to this arrest. Matthews held in jail for six hours. And on February 27th, Shana was issued an emergency protective order only valid for oh seven gosh. days. And according to reports, he's accused of grabbing her by the hair and throwing her to the ground. He then threw a chair urinated oh on gosh. her and left <gasps> visible injuries when by the time i got to that <sighs> i was absolutely infuriated so appalling this guy's gonna do like a, such a piece of trash absolutely but then just a few days later like literally the same week Shayna announces that she's pregnant with her fourth child i know yeah she didn't confirm that he's the father of her baby but it's obviously um speculated that it is matthews so and then i saw something where people said that she was seen with him wherever she's from vermont i think um i hopefully that's not true so anyway just absolutely awful i mean what should be very happy news about the baby the timing of it was so you just feel for her like that is not an easy spot to be in and given what she's going through with travis barker who's having this like his renaissance moment everybody's like obsessed with him again because I think they weren't for a little while right like now that he's with Courtney and then their kids and you know kind of seeming to prefer to be with him Mm -hmm. it's just so sad it is I just I really hope she's okay and that she doesn't go back with this guy if it is totally agree and I like Teddy you know for whatever it's coming from Teddy but she said how like if she hadn't had Shayna as a friend in the show she wouldn't have had anything and I guess maybe Shayna also voted her out I'm not really sure but I know that she was basically like yeah I don't care about that like she's the only reason I made right. it even 11 days so good for her. I I think that yeah that was a nice that was a nice thing of Teddy to say so yeah 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 Teddy's problem is not that she isn't nice <laughs> yeah it's not that at all it's it's really um, not bad <laughs> wow that is that is that is really rough, rough and one. just mm-hmm. oof yeah Weird that I covered two guys named Tarek, no? Yeah. I mean, I, literally the only two Tareks I've ever heard of in my Same. entire life. It's like the only time I've ever said the name. Mm-hmm. Tarek and Christina. Flip flop or flim flam. That was a fun one. Yeah. Uh, I mean, one of the things we talked about was this long running show. Just like that people could just keep watching this show, just eating it up season after season, even after their breakup and all yeah. these other iterations. How long after our episode came out was that thing canceled? Was it? Five days a week. I mean, I feel like it dropped and they were like, the people want this gone. And yeah. (laughs) Yes. I was like, did I put the the coffin in their foundation? Their their prefab. The nail in the coffin? Oh. (laughs) Yeah. I was yeah, I was trying to keep with the the house. I was trying to help um, you, but you were put a bigger picture (laughs) there. (laughs) For once. Um, the other important update that you alerted me to is that Tarek is still wearing flip-flops. Heather is allowing this. All the time. Which, frankly, I expected more of Heather. I kind of like that she's not controlling, that she's not the wife that's like, you cannot wear flip-flops. Mm-hmm. But I expected her to be, and so I feel a little bit let down. 
Um, <laughs> season five is coming out April 22nd. So that's Whoa. exciting. But if it's anything like, I know they crammed this thing. I mean, they rushed it because it's like so hot It was hot Thanksgiving, right, right? It wasn't yeah, long it was, at all. It, I, it was like a minute ago, but mm-hmm. season four was, I watched it. I think it was a day. Mm-hmm. So I just know that it's going to be like easy come, easy go. So I'm already kind of annoyed by that. <laughs> But I'll watch. But just tangentially, Selling Sunset, Christine Quinn, who the episode was not about, but I just want to mention as an update for Selling Sunset, had a home invasion or attempted yeah. home invasion. And she had this crazy, like, super thick security proof glass. So they didn't mm-hmm. get in, but people tried. And she was home with her husband and little baby. So terrifying. People really are targeting these stars on shows. And I wonder how that's going to affect future cast members. Yeah, not, I don't think it will deter. It will deter a certain type of person, like. Mm-hmm. But Hilton's. for the people, it doesn't. I wonder if they'll demand more money or more insurance or something. You know, because yeah. there's like this newfound risk. They could make a case for it. Absolutely. So that, yeah, that that's reminds me real quick of pricing. Um, I saw something where Ramona said that the first season she was negotiating to get seventy five hundred dollars an episode and they were gonna that was all they were gonna give her and she was like fine but I get to mention true renewal is that what her her jewelry line was right it was something like that true renewal true beauty true true something like that there's lots of crosses um so she uh wanted to mention that so by the time she decides to do that she goes back to them and says okay I'll do it for $7,500 an episode plus I get to mention my um Oh, no, it was Faith something. I, I don't know. Yeah, because the True Renewal was her skincare, which came later, right. but it's okay. Go on. It's something like that. Anyway, so um, they said, oh, no, um, Jill's doing it for 7500 She's like, an episode? They said, no, the whole season. So Jill Stop. made $7,500 the first season. Through Faith. There you go. Thank you. Yeah. So anyway. Um, that is tidbit. staggering. $7,500. Could you imagine? For the whole se- And for all that they're putting out there, it's wild. No. Wild. I mean, not that she needed the money, but but still, that, it's like know. the principle of it. You're still giving up a lot of your life and time, and it's worth Absolutely. more than that. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Uh, my next one, my last one, and the biggest update of them all to me. Oh, well, perfect. It's a, it's a pretty big update. Okay. So now we're to the rand of it all. This is Fofty Shades of Rand. Another Beautiful. favorite, just because of the Fofty yes. of it all. So if you're like me, you thought last month, there's no way there's even more info on Turtle, but there is. Rand is also known as the king of geezer teasers, which is my favorite line in the world. What does it mean? It's basically this kind of movie phenomenon where you have this huge star, right, that is in the beginning of a movie and might show up like two other times. So like an action hero. And they might show up two other times. He's a a tease in it. So when they're going to sell it in international markets, it's like... You know, Arnold Schwarzenegger is in this movie, but right. it's really in about 10 minutes in total. So basically, this is Rand's bread and butter. This is all he does. It's like direct to DVD things, but internationally, they do really well because of the star, sure. right? Yeah. So last week, Bruce Willis's family makes a statement saying that the actor is stepping oh. away from acting after being diagnosed with aphasia. And I wasn't really, so I'm not sad. familiar with that. Yeah. But it's a language disorder. No, I had to look it up. Yeah, caused by damage in a specific area of the brain that controls language, expression, and comprehension. Ugh. All things an actor would need, right? So Super sad. sad. So he's starred in over 100 movies, Bruce Willis has, which Dang. is remarkable. 
But when you take into account that 20 of them have been with Rand. No way. 20. So 20% of his whole collection of movies have been with Rand, right? Okay. So what's remarkable is Bruce's condition, I guess, was sort of a best kept secret in Hollywood sort of things. Like people seem to know something about it. Something was going, um, Mm. something was amiss. So at one point, Bruce even hires this $200,000 a movie, paid somebody $200,000 a movie like as a surrogate that would feed his lines to him. And while this is incredibly sad, people knew he had this surrogate. So why do they keep hiring him knowing there's something going on? And that's kind of what's being discussed now, right? Like how much of it was he really aware that he was doing and were they taking Mm -hmm. advantage of him? So the Razzies- you know, the Razzie Awards. Yeah. Last year, they even had a category called the worst Bruce Millis, Willis movies of 2021 because oh, he was- no. They've they've now taken it back and everything course, and they felt but, bad. Ugh. Eight of his movies were entered. He was in eight movies in 2021, which is wild when you think of like how many you normally see yeah. an actor. And there right? weren't that many movies Exactly. That would have been like 2020. Like, right. Yeah. So anyway, so it has felt like Bruce Willis has been in a ton of movies, right? Like you just right. see his name, but you don't really know what he's in. Yeah. So we know that Rand has had money issues, right? So the idea is possibly could he have been using Bruce's cognitive impairment to take advantage of him really to make more of these geezer teasers? So, oh, gross. Yeah. And you have to wonder because – so Lala even spoke up recently. So she was in a movie with him called Hard Kill, where she played his daughter. Again, he's in the first few minutes and like two more scenes. That's it, right? He's You don't really see the two of them together or anything. So she claims that in this movie, he has to shoot a gun. And we all know what the whole Alec Baldwin of it all. But he has to shoot a gun and he misses the cue twice and shoots at her. And so obviously if he's, having these issues and people aren't taking it seriously, this could be another rust problem, right? Like this is a huge deal. Oh my deal. gosh. Yeah. So, but I will say the incident was dis- disputed by the film's armor. A producer also denies that he ever fired this gun earlier. Rand also says this didn't happen, but there was an anonymous source on the set that says they remembered Lala being really shaken up that day. So, but Rand... I, it doesn't surprise me he wouldn't say this happened. Um, totally, but it does surprise me that Lala would wait to tell this story. I don't know. That's I true. don't know. But, but I mean, until it came out, like this came out, I think it was the LA Times article. She was one of the people that was quoted in it. Like, like yeah, huh. I knew this was a problem. So in the last eight years, Willis has made 29 movies, 20 of which were with Emmett. 23 went straight to domestic viewing platforms and 16 have less than a 10% approval rating on Rotten Tomatoes. So 20 20 out of 29 were with Randall and this has been going on for several years. It makes me so sad for him, but it makes you wonder like that was Rand's whole thing. These geezer teasers putting in older uh, big name actors, you know, trying to make money off of them. So sad. Yeah. It's so on on both sides. It's so despicable if if Rand did that, knowing he mm-hmm. was sort of taking advantage because you could see him probably crunching the numbers and being like, oh, like maybe Bruce Willis did it for less than other people because he knew his time was kind of limited and that he was this 
kind of walking liability. Right. I, I, I rue the day I ever said winsome. Let's just leave it at that. Like he is so I will let gross. you take it back. I will let you take it back. You didn't know Please. when you said it. I didn't know. I mean, I he had like a couple good scenes, a couple good episodes. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, got caught up in the moment. You know, it happened. I think you compared him to Jax and that just happened. Everyone's winsome compared to Jax. Yeah, exactly. The bar and the spectrum on that show are yeah, pretty... So I do feel like we might hear more of the rand of it all oh, with the Bruce Willis gosh. story because that's a wild amount of things that he's done with him whenever it does seem like people knew and you just have to wonder why, why? Yes. I don't it think seems Bruce like Willis disproportionately. Yeah. It, it's, it's so weird. It's mm-hmm. so weird that what a strange, unexpected aspect to that story. Cause when the headline came out about him, that in and of itself is just so sad and right. Um, but to hear this little mm-hmm. piece of it, how bizarre and unexpected. Yeah, totally. And that Ugh. was like a month ago. So who knows? Rebecca, you have one more to round us out, right? I do. And it's, it's short because this just happened. Well, episode 30 was Patricia and Whitney Southern harm. We're going to actually leave it on a, on a up note on a high note because Yay. we had a couple of rough ones here at the end, but, um, I'm sure there's Southern charm drama, but the episode really that I did was focused on Patricia and Whitney and also the Michael of it all. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, we talked and joked that we knew he was in a nursing home, but that we hoped he was like getting this much needed break. It just came out that um, Patricia Whitney had a very sweet reunion with Michael. They very much are still in touch with him. They make sure he's oh, taken care of. He's at a new assisted care facility. And Patricia said it. Michael is ensconced in his beautiful new assisted care facility with great food, great decor, great nurses, great service all around. Most important, he is in close proximity to his family. So I just thought that was really nice to hear. And I learned that what got him there was an acute spinal cord infarction. So yeah, so a bit of good news for Michael and I guess a nice way to, to end this crazy Where Are They Now recap. This was a supersized episode. By accident, I did not think this would um, this would happen. But there's this a lot. Mega, we're like approaching the two hour mark. Amazing. Okay, you want to quickly go through what we're watching? Yeah. Okay, ready? No, I'm not. <laughs> Apple TV or Apple Plus? I don't remember what it's called. Apple TV. Patricia Arquette. Okay. Workplace. <laughs> oh, is it the morning show? <laughs> Honest to goodness, I thought you had this one. I really thought you had this one. I think there's only I three shows know. on Apple. It's this one. It's Severance. And what I just learned about Severance, but I didn't know. I heard Tar- Tar- John Tarturo was on it or whatever he his is. name is. Uh, I didn't know is. about Patricia. I literally, when you, okay, I need to redeem myself because this is bad. You said Apple TV and I go, Ooh, I just heard about an Apple TV show I've never heard of before. I heard it on Armchair Expert today called Severance. Monica and Dax love it. And I made a note of it. But they were talking all about John Tarturo. They said nothing about Patricia it's Arquette. So, so then good. you say Patricia Arquette. Then you say Workplace. And then I just think it's a morning show. And that maybe she's a new character. It was. Yeah, that was. I, there's like three shows on that channel. And <laughs> did it. And I don't watch any of them. But Succession is literally or Severance, Severance rather yeah. is on my list. Okay. So tell me. 
I will sell this hard. Severance is an American science fiction psychological thriller, um, and it follows an employee of Lumen Industries who agrees to a severance program where his non-work memories are separated from his work memories, right? So, um, Oh, my gosh. Yeah, so you have your work life and you have your personal life, but you don't know anything about the other one. So when you're at work, you're just working. When you're at home, it's just home. You know you go to the that place. That ideal. <laughs> it does, Rebecca, but it's not. It is an absolute... There's eight so far. There's eight episodes. The ninth episode comes out Friday. I once again stayed up basically through the middle of the night to get through these. It is fascinating. I don't like sci-fi anything, but it's so well done. Me either. He wait no, I can't find him, but he's fantastic. Everyone and the cat the cast is so perfect. It's dark and fascinating, and it's like one of those where you're always thinking, and there's these little clues that go along, and you're like, what does this mean? And like, they're scared of numbers on their computer, but you don't know why, and there's these paintings, and they have a waffle party. Anybody that's watched this will know what a waffle party is, and it's not a waffle party, and it's just wild, and I'm absolutely obsessed with it, and I'm starting my second watch because I want to see if I catch any clues by Friday coming out, so I'm not well, but I'm enjoying it. Holy moly, you... Do catch clues. You you will get it. Um, I, on the other hand, um, this is just wild because just today I listened to an episode hearing all about severance. And this is your confirmation. You have to watch this it. This is. I totally take it as confirmation. I will absolutely watch it. And they actually didn't say as much as you. They just said sci-fi, not in the traditional sense. And they didn't want to give anything about it, which is probably why I didn't guess it because they really didn't give me anything other than the name and Apple TV. Um, sounds amazing. Yeah, it's great and not sci-fi at all in the way you would think. It's just the okay. brain thing. But okay. yeah, so good. Can't wait to see what happens. So it's perfect. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. What you got? Okay. Netflix Rainbow Home. I have no idea. Netflix Rainbow Home? The true story Reese Witherspoon. Rainbow? Drew Barrymore. The Home Edit. Oh. Oh, okay. Is the new season out? Yeah, I never watched the first. I didn't either. I have feelings. Are you selling this to me? I don't understand. (laughs) I don't know. I'm like just, I think I'm coming down off two hours of talking and I'm suddenly just like, I don't know what to say about that episode or about the show. It's just, um, okay, so for anyone who doesn't know the home edit, I started following them on Instagram. They like blew up on Instagram Mm -hmm. years ago. And it's two women who are friends who are really good at organizing their homes and their whole method is rainbow organizing, like color coding. And I was a big fan of color coding my books for many, many years before I knew about it from them. And I've heard it's fallen out of fashion. I don't care. I love doing it. (laughs) So I follow them. I really love interior design and decor. Mm -hmm. I was intrigued by them, but then like the blow up was massive and they got a show and I was kind of just like, eh. And I couldn't tell if I really liked them or really didn't. It was one of those Mm -hmm. weird, am I jealous or do I really not like them or do I love them, Mm -hmm. but I'm jealous. Mm -hmm. And today during my desk stuff, I just like binge watched it today, like just a couple episodes or maybe more than a couple. And yeah, it's a very good background doing house stuff show. Okay. And I don't know how I feel about them, but I will say they help really amazing families. That's really fun. And if you, and so I didn't see season one, but in this season, it's like every episode is as a couple different segments, a couple different homes and it's celebrities and regular people. So I like that. that. And the celebrities Mm -hmm. they had were really cool. Like they did the set 
like behind the scenes set of Drew Barrymore show. They did the supermodel. Um, I think her name is Winnie something. I can't think of her okay. last name. They did her glam room in her home. And then the two other families, it was a pantry and a tween's bedroom. So I don't know. It was kind of inspiring. I really love to, to organize and I really love mm-hmm. making spaces functional and beautiful. But I also find all of it just like steeped in some weird like who has the time, money, resources, energy. It just feels very like a lucky few get to live in those kinds of spaces. Right. But I guess there's things we could all take away to apply to our own. Um, Mm -hmm. So I have conflicted feelings about it, but it is what I most recently watched that felt appropriate to share on the show. Not that the other things were not appropriate to share, but just different. It was more like... Okay. I don't think I'll run into it. it, but we'll see. We'll see what happens. Yeah, I don't think you need to watch it, but for anyone who enjoys like HGTV ho- shows, it's right. a pretty fun one and it's Netflix. So it isn't HGTV. It is not. It's fast. It's colorful. Right. It's got great music and it's good to do when you're doing house stuff, if that makes sense. Perfect. Totally. Yeah. Good laundry, uh, so, good laundry show. Completely. Okay. Ready for our next episode, which is not a best oh of gosh. and is not going to be nearly this long here are your three clues and okay. i like these pregnancy okay peach okay pickle okay got I it i feel like i know the direction we're heading mm-hmm. i need to think about it but yes i feel think like about i'm it. picking up what you're putting down there you go well thank mm-hmm. goodness because my brain is fried okay rebecca <laughs> should we do this again in two weeks but like a smaller version and maybe not updates Absolutely. And man, if you guys are still with us, thank you. That was fun. We hope. It, yeah. <laughs> Perfect. All right. Well, we will be back in two weeks. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Criminality Show, and we will see you next time. Bye. Thank you for listening to Criminality. If you're enjoying the show, please head over to Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen and give the show a rating and review. The reality is it would be a crime to keep your thoughts to yourself. And come join the fun outside of the podcast and follow us on social media. We are at Criminality Show on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Memes are welcome. We'll see you in two weeks with a new episode. Until then, you can catch my co-host Melissa on her weekly show, Moms and Murder. And Rebecca Sebastian on her podcast, Dialogue, a true crime conversation. Don't forget, loving reality isn't a crime.